0: Then Jesus told his disciples, let them take up their cross and follow me, for those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world, but forfeit their life? Dear friends at Idlewild, I am deeply grateful for the opportunity to preach at Sarah's installation service. And I grieve that we have tragically lost our friend Steve Montgomery so soon after he completed his ministerial work. Sarah was ordained seven years ago in Kalamazoo, Michigan. She and Will Christians were married five years ago in Kalamazoo. And she is my girl with whom her mother and I shared years of wonder and heartbreak and joy In Kalamazoo. Today the lectionary gives us Matthew 16 to contemplate, which is an echo of how Matthew describes the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness. Twelve chapters ago, Matthew said the Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. The devil tempted Jesus to turn stones into bread, jump from the pinnacle of the temple, and seize dominion over the entire world. Jesus replies that nobody lives by bread alone, nobody has the right to put God to the test, and serving God is the opposite of conquering the world. The Gospel story about the ministry of Jesus starts here, because the Gospel is always about Jesus showing the way of love divine and rejecting the power-worshipping way of the world. The Gospels identify Jesus with the suffering servant of Isaiah, the fellow-suffering liberator who brings hope and deliverance to the oppressed, renouncing every form of exploitation and violence, taking into himself the suffering of the world in order to redeem it. Jesus comes as the presence of the kingdom in our midst. He gathers the outcasts, feeds the hungry, heals by the power of the Spirit, brings new life, but not as anyone expected. What does it profit anyone to gain the world and lose your soul? All of us have an indefinable craving that the world cannot fill. We need the things of this world, and many of them are good, but that is part of the problem. We find that we are tempted into evil, not only by things that are bad in themselves, but by many things that are good. Our society has made the growth of the gross domestic product its primary goal. Constant economic growth is the necessary condition for the satisfaction of our needs. We are tempted to consume far more than we need in an extravagantly wasteful way. The devotion to production and success crowds out that craving in us for something besides the goods of this world. Driven into the wilderness, we confront the superficiality of our lives, which conjures up the howling beasts of anxiety and fear, or the snarling beasts of jealousy, resentment, contempt. Meanwhile, our craving for something more is still there. It seems too personal and small to make a difference. Yet Jesus compared the kingdom of God to a mustard seed, For 21 years, I had a beloved companion who specialized in helping people discern the issue in their lives. It is impossible for me not to think of her on this special day. Sarah's mother, Brenda Biggs, was an extraordinary Presbyterian pastor and a pistol. Irreverent, wisecracking, extroverted, despite her struggle with depression, wondrously loving, a consummate pastor. I read her sermons now to bring her back. All of them went through multiple drafts, which she wrote in two week cycles and practiced at the dinner table until Sarah put a stop to dinner sermons. Brenda fought cancer ferociously for 10 years with multiple recurrences, and she loved passionately the work of ministry. Her wisecracking ebullience and total lack of shyness got her through the door to many people who didn't want pastoral care. But once she gained access, Brenda had a deeper spiritual gift than charm. She had a knack for speaking the direct, sometimes slightly rude word that people needed to hear. Her own mighty struggle with depression gave her the insight for it. To speak this word often required a good deal of nerve. It always required a loving spirit. And it helped that she was a character. Many of the gifts that Sarah has for ministry, she got from her mother. But Sarah is long on other gifts that she got from I have no idea where. When Sarah was growing up, I would occasionally put in a gentle word for her seminary as a possibility in her future. No, 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 she would say. I am not going to seminary. You and mom met at seminary. Seminary is the story of your lives, not mine. But the Presbyterian Church, and its great wisdom, nurtures young people in retreats, youth groups, canoe outings, and especially in Sarah's case, mission trips. As a teenager, Sarah went to Ghana with the Presbyterian Church. Twice she went to Nicaragua with a Presbyterian ecumenical group, and the world became a different place to her. She saw what the church is in the world and felt called to it. One mark of living deeply in the spirit is the loving and gracious capacity to care for others. Sarah has it so deeply that it sometimes scares me. In her deep spirit, she identifies with other people. She wants to help others listen to God's Spirit speaking to them, and there is no bottom to her passion for social justice. For all that she got from her parents, Sarah is very, very much her own person. Brenda did not have a nostalgic bone in her body but Sarah has been nostalgic about the good old days since she was six years old. Brenda had no idea what sentimentality felt like, and Sarah tried to teach her. Sarah is perceptive and sophisticated about culture, gender, race, ethnicity, class, and cross-cultural understanding, far beyond her parents'. The summer before she was ordained, Sarah backpacked all over Europe by herself, sleeping in hostels. Neither of her parents ever, ever, ever would have done that. Sarah has musical and theatrical gifts of a high order and a poetic imagination. She is overflowing with theological imagination living on the questions we have theological back and forth last month she asked me how i would say that god is love as an expression about relationship itself not a disembodied form i said yes god is love means that god is inherently relational." Even God is no exception to the principle that self-consciousness discovers itself only in an other. God, the creator and redeemer, are spirit no less than the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is the spirit of love between the Father and Son and between God and all others. Sarah paused empathically to say, well, of course, I get all that because I know my tradition. I was asking how love might be explained apart from Christianity. I had a stroke of recognition. My daughter is more deeply Christian than I am. In Sarah's ministry, you will see and hear the cross expressed as a revelation of love divine. Love as God's very self in action and social justice as a sign of living in the divine light. My, con- my self-consciousness this day exceeds my father status, because the last time I spoke to a group at Idlewild, we were perched on the edge of something strange, threatening, unfathomable. On March 1st and March 7th, I spoke at Idlewild about the Black Social Gospel just before everything changed. We joked a bit nervously about not shaking hands and trying not to sneeze, and as you see, I haven't had a haircut since then. Then COVID-19 exploded into our lives, ripping through our communities, leaving a global trail of death and destruction. The world changed with stunning, sweeping brutality. Italy was devastated. And in New York City, we wondered fearfully, will we be ravaged like Italy? Soon, New York was worse than Italy. The virus piled up bodies in makeshift morgues, surging north, south, and west across the nation, worse than any nation, stripping bare the injustices of our society where black and brown Americans have suffered the most, as usual. Every major city in this country is a tinderbox of racial grievance and despair. We had barely acquired new public health practices when George Floyd was cut down as though his life did not matter. Now we are fumbling to cope with the COVID crisis and the long-deferred crisis of anti-Black racism, all the while knowing that the crisis of climate change will not wait for a better time. We are bombarded with crises piled on each other and compounding each other. Every crisis is a fire alarm compelling a response and a challenge not to give in to fearful reactions. Every day has become a challenge not to give in to the beasts of anxiety and resentment. In the world of theology, the crisis trope calls up one memory above all others, the crisis theology movement of the 1920s. There were no theological conferences during World War I, but afterwards, when theologians began to meet again, They repudiated the idea of cultural progress. Western civilization and modern thought were in crisis, they said. Karl Barth became famous as the leader of the crisis theology movement, a reaction to the slaughter and destruction of World War I and the imperial hubris that produced it. Crisis theology was about shattered illusions. The experience of emptiness before a hidden God, and what Barth called the surge of spiritual meaning he found in the strange new world within the Bible. A new world enters our ordinary world by the grace of God's Spirit. Bart said that before the kingdom of God can become real to modern people, there must come a crisis that shreds our social conventions, slays our moral pride, and throws into question everything we value in our society. Crisis theology changed the entire course of 20th century theology. It was powerful because it registered the devastation of World War I it reclaimed the apocalyptic strain of the new testament and it was an overreaction as bart later acknowledged the apocalyptic vision of the kingdom is the one we get in mark 13 mark 20 matthew 24 and luke 21 the world is a terrible place the world is ending and god is coming to judge the world Apocalyptic is the religious language of people who have been broken by the world and have no hope for it. We get another vision of the kingdom in Matthew 12, Mark 4, Luke 17, Matthew 13, and today's gospel reading. Here, the commonwealth of God is spiritual and social-ethical. Here, Jesus describes the kingdom as a spiritual reality that is already present in human souls. It is small like a mustard seed, but grows to become great. It grows as the confessing community lives faithfully and pours itself out for the poor and oppressed. For 250 years, scholars have debated the contradictions between these visions. In my view, the key to the puzzle is that Jesus exemplified the charismatic and prophetic streams of the Judaism of his time. Here, the Kingdom of God symbolized the visible reunification of the empirical world, the world of spirit, and the providence of God. Prophetic and charismatic Judaism had room for an apocalyptic dimension but it emphasized the spiritual and social-ethical dimensions. The kingdom was God's spirit flowing into the world with ethical urgency. This idea was the centerpiece of the teaching of Jesus and is the central thing holding together everything in Christianity. It is not the epilogue. It is the medium of the faith of Jesus, the key in which everything else is set. The kingdom of God, or commonwealth of God, is about a personal, social, and eschatological reality that has already come, but only in part, drawing us into the future. It is about holding fast to the hope of an inbreaking commonwealth that fulfills God's will for the world. We shall not live by bread alone. These words penetrate deeply into us. They strike at the center of our being. We are pointed in the right direction if we sense the hunger they articulate. We need only to hold fast to this hunger and not be diverted from it. The love ethic of Jesus makes you care makes you angry, throws you into the struggle for justice and peace, keeps you in it, reminds you that we are not in control, and helps you face another day. In drawing closer to God, we are thrown into work that allows others to share in the harvest. Come, Holy Spirit, renew the whole creation. And show your light divine through this ministry of word and sacrament. Amen.